Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat B. On the line today, we have Manda Panda. Hey. Hey, Shayna Shay. Uh. And of course, Abby, no moniker given. Hey. Hey. And we have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you. When I say action-packed, I'm not kidding. We are talking about hoops. This is a show everybody loved. Why you got to keep doing that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> It tries to follow in the footsteps of shows like Big Mouth, of shows like Rick and Morty, of shows... We'll, we'll see if it meshes up to those it's trying to ape. We're also talking about Neighbors Back from Hell. This is an HD remaster of the old school uh, childhood game Neighbors from Hell. One and two. It was also an original sequel, so this is not a sequel. This is a successor. So it seems like a supernatural nightmare, but you'll I'm, let us know. I'm going to just say weird nostalgia. That's okay. where I'm going to leave it right now. True, Impossible Space. This is a 2D sandbox game that uh, is Android exclusive, but I feel like all the iPhone cats want to get a taste of this if they can. This is a uh, totally destructible action-adventure exploration game that takes you to space and gives you some fun adventures to do with a very interesting model. We'll talk about that in just a couple minutes. And we're also closing out with Vampires versus the Bronx. Yo, you can you can you can do a lot of things in the hood. Don't come around here trying to suck folks at my local bodega. Okay, we're gonna catch a quick one. Pow. You want to rephrase? Because I'm like I don't know. Yeah, you know. Somebody, that might be happening for somebody, just not in that connotation. Hey, you never know. You come to my neighborhood homes. Go catch these hands. I don't care if you got teeth. I don't care if you dress like you're going to a funeral. In 1846, I don't care if you got those fancy ass cars. I don't care if you sleep in a velveteen box. I don't care if your hair looks like George Washington. Nah, okay, I'm gonna stop. Uh, <laughs> this is a new comedy horror film uh, that actually has an interesting cast too. Method Man was in the sucker. Uh, the Kid Mirror was in the sucker. Um, also, basic premise is we're all familiar with vampire stories. Well, this time they hit the Bronx. Let's see what happens. But right now, Shane and I were gonna give you the inside stuff, the dopeness, the nitty gritty on Impossible Space. Shayna, I got to play this, and I actually had an interesting time. How about you? Did you get a full taste of Impossible Space? I would like to say I did. I got to play for a while, um, mostly in between doing like my kids' hair and like let. And it's funny because I, I let them play while whenever my hands were too busy, and then they would hand it back. But um, I I really did like the design. The gameplay is pretty fluid. Um. Not a ton of ads, which is an issue a lot of times with free to download games. Um, and it, I don't know, it was just really easy to use. I do find it hilarious. My kids are way better at it than I am. I die way more often than they do. <laughs> I had a, I, I had kind of a wild time. The game starts off a little slow and then you realize this is just like the training tutorials and things. Mm -hmm. And the mechanics seem really simplistic for me at first. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I started off in this mess. I was hating. I was like, look at them. They're giving you this game, this simple ass mechanic. <laughs> you walk around, then you have to stop to shoot. What's that about? Come on, man. I can't activate my perks right off the bat. Forget you. Look at this. Ugh, all pretty graphics and stuff. Ugh, all fluid gameplay. Ugh, all, mm. Actually, you know what? This isn't. Oh, okay. Maybe that's pretty good idea. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, oh, okay. And I got, I can actually do. Oh, I can do. Oh, well, shit. Um, what I, do, yeah. What mm -hmm. I like about once you get to the campaign, like, um, well, not really campaign, but when you get to the game proper, like, yeah. at the beginning of the stages, you can choose what your power up is going to be for this stage. At least that. 
Um, and it's like, that's actually, and at first I didn't really think much of it, but I realized as I played like, oh wow, that's actually a really important decision on how you're going to get through this room. Yeah. The fact that it gives you a free perk at the start of each, uh, at the start of each round was actually fairly unique. Normally you have to build up to these or you just have to save up. And one of the ways these games really jack you, like the mechanic they have in place is, okay, you build up money slowly you build up gems or you build up you know gold or whatever their uh the currency and their alt currency formats are and then use these to buy different abilities this one gives you a free one and you can as you build up those gems or those uh coins or those you know uh, uh jewels or whatever they actually give you as a secondary you build up money gradually and constantly and that's your uh level up um thing then you can also build up your abilities and your master uh, uh, it's like yo, they throw a lot at you and the thing is it's well done like normally these would be uh hey give us twenty dollars and you can actually play the game in a functional and fun way this is more hey you played the game it was good you suck that's why you died but you have a continue cool yeah played the game you died again because you're new it's okay i'll tell you what if you want to watch an ad real quick just 30 seconds, and then say, we'll bring it back to life. You don't have to start over. You can start again and get your revenge on that guy. He shot you in the face. How about <laughs> And you can. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll watch these BS ads, too. And it was one of those, yeah. Hit the sound off. Cool. Does it look like something I want to buy? Not really, but you know what? I'll give it to them. They got it out of the way. I'm right back in. Oh, I'm right back in it. Let's do this. Uh. Yeah. Like, Which, I also like, like where that. you can um, do microtransactions on. It's not one of those buttons that you will hit if you don't want to you know it's like you know sometimes they place those buttons or those asks in like weird places so you might accidentally hit it and walk into that menu that's not a thing here which i appreciate like it's funny because i never thought yeah i i never thought about this until pretty recently when i saw a game reviewer do a review of animal crossing's pocket camp and they started to talk about like where um button mechanics were and like how easy it was to go to one thing to another and little stuff i never thought about how important they were for like the streamline like for the enjoyment of the player and this game doesn't trigger any of those things it's like the game um when we played rogue company last week and that was a console game i had problems because the button configuration was weird for the controller i had and i found myself in a lot of times like trying to push buttons in a very awkward fashion in order to push both buttons needed for an action and i don't have and this game doesn't have anything weird like that it doesn't have like your your when you get prompts that you need to read they're not they have all the information in the one prompt you don't have to like click over for more words and then there's part of the information missing one of the things that they normally do with this type of game is they'll lean heavily into one mechanic because that's their hook and they figure we'll sell the whole game off yeah. this and then the rest feels kind of cheap because it really is just a mechanic to get as many ads or yeah, microtransactions this, out at you. This, this feels was like it really was well made, balanced. This feels like it was made for the player to enjoy. Like it was made with I the player so. in mind and not just to sell a game, which is good because it makes you want to play the game. Totally. Also, the mechanic of having the actual joy joystick it's a joystick control even though it really is just a um a, a directional yeah. uh tag with your finger but they animate a joystick under you to actually yeah, which is remind nice. you this is how you're controlling so back and forth you're not just doing the directional which makes sense and it's anywhere on screen this got me because i was like oh it's off in the corner what the fist 
And then it just kept moving. That we said needed just that thing. <laughs> oh, the, yeah. Um, and we were like, why doesn't it have one of those on-screen buttons I could see? And this has it. And this makes me feel like it, it was very user-friendly. And there's mm. something very nice about playing a game that's very user-friendly, especially a free game. Yeah, the controller following your finger, that actually made it very accommodating. Because uh, I would, like I said, I was going in with my own biases, I'm not going to lie, but it won me over because the design was, it was simplistic, but not, um, not asinine. You know, it, it was, it didn't feel like it was patronizing uh, and it felt like it was functional. Also, the mechanic of the game, I wouldn't mind dropping like five bills, uh, you know, if I if I got deep enough into this where I'm really having fun, which I can see myself getting there. And I want to uh, I want to get uh, uh, a bigger, you know, I want to get some bigger bonuses quicker. Or it's not just about XP, because um, as you get to the higher bosses and they just start sunning you left and right. And it's not like it's not just like, oh, I beat I lost this guy 47 times in a row. Forget this game. It's actually no, there's a lot of challenge here. And I'm doing my best. I'm doing like all types of stuff here. But I would I wouldn't mind an extra advantage. And I've gotten to the point where I feel like I'm getting all that the game can give me uh, logically with just the, the play uh, advantages and the play uh, bonuses. But I also like I've lost this guy four times in a row and I feel like he's mocking me. Okay, I've got my shotgun, but maybe I want to hit him in the face with a nuclear submarine. Can I do that? Five dollars. <laughs> well then, you start the next level. And I do like how you start off. You just like a little dude, and I'm like, oh, this is a barbarian game. No, for some reason, it's just this like Viking-looking barbarian dude walking around in space with an ill-ass, dirty, yeah. hairy gun. Like, the, huh? Okay. Oh, you didn't hear about space Vikings? What it comes down to is the mechanic really got me. I was really impressed with the design of the game as well. Everything looks kind of cartoony, but it's amusingly cartoony. Yeah. Where it's not just like we, we we took a class in Photoshop and now we kind of made these weird animated figures, threw them out there and yeah. took your money. This Everything looks really slick. Everything looks really sleek. And it's just a sexy looking game. And then the gameplay itself didn't feel cheap to me. I thought I wouldn't like the mechanic of you only attack when... Uh, you stop moving, and you and all your um, all your perk secondary attacks are random. So you don't choose when you throw a grenade; it happens at random. You don't choose when you do like the two shot fire, you know, the backfire, or you know, you fire out a rocket or anything. That happens at random when you choose the perks. It's got different mechanics that you can use to your advantage or be a disadvantage, and add extra gameplay elements. One of the coolest ones. Did you get like the um, uh, the fire trail at all? I didn't get the fire trail. Unless one of my kids got it when they were playing. But okay. like I got the I did get like the bullet ricochet in the one where you can shoot through an opponent to the next yeah. one, which I like that one. I like that one. The bullet ricochet is the only one I didn't dig because I'm like, when the hell is it gonna bounce? There's like five guys up. What is it gonna bounce? But the uh, I asked about the fire trail because it's one of the ones where it can actually like you can you can you can kind of play yourself. You know, it's like, it basically makes it into uh, a game of Snake. If you remember that old game, uh, Snake, where it's like, oh, as so you move, there's a fire trail behind you and you can like block off enemies, but you can also get trapped in your own, like, oh, uh, I've, I've created a wall of fire around myself. What's what's happening here? Oh, oh, it's toasted. It's so toasted. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, but besides that, it was a really fun experience. Like I, I, I enjoy playing this. And when it came down to, well, you've gotten to a certain point, would you like to throw a little money at it? You know, you drop a dollar here, you get this. You drop five dollars here, you get that. Or you can play enough where you earn enough where you can just buy uh, the bazooka at this point. Yep. You know, you can just buy your nuclear submarine to smack this dude in the face. And I like that. I like that the fact that the game just let me have fun without worrying about, uh, no, no, pay us right away, or, or microtransaction and tons of ads to actually deal with it. It's like you play the game, you have enough fun, and then, hey, folks will decide to kick us a couple of bucks here for an additional gameplay experience. I think it's the right way to do it. I think they actually I did this, and the game itself was just fun. I'm going to keep this on my phone for a bit. I'm going to keep playing and see yeah. how far I can get. And we, uh, you, anyone who's watched the episode of the show, we don't normally say that. We normally True. say, this was fun deleting it now you know it's like this is no fun, or this sucked wasn't that what happened with the last game i was like yeah this is going to be deleted at the end of this episode when we're done recording i am deleting <laughs> this <laughs> um impossible space is another one of those games where it's like i really just had a fun experience i thought it was well designed i didn't really have any negatives it wasn't really like trying to jack me for points it doesn't throw a ton of ads at you and i didn't mind watching the ads because the ones that they offer you are few enough and far between that you don't mind because it's usually after I've been playing for a while and I could use a reprieve, you know, maybe I died after a long stint and, you know, I just need a couple seconds. Maybe I need a bathroom break, you know, who knows? It yeah. was able to dispel a lot of the biases I went in with. So I got to give this a thumbs up. Impossible says a thumbs up for me. Check. Yes, I will also give it a thumbs up. I had, I had fun playing it. Heck, my kids had fun playing it. And man, finding things that they enjoy is sometimes kind of difficult. So you know what? <laughs> Everybody had a good time, so I definitely give it a thumbs up. But now we're going to talk about hoops. Hoops, which we've all said, like, random side comments about. But what this actually is, is a um, it's an animated show uh, that follows Ben Hopkins. He's a quote-unquote hot-headed, foul-mouthed high school basketball coach. That's the general premise. He's a high school coach. The town hates him, and we watch and I got to wonder, why are they still making shows like this? And I'm not like, you know, why are they doing these things? They should know better. We should know. We deserve better. That's not what I'm no. saying. What I'm saying is this same premise has been done several times. I even remember and one. Much better. I'm upset that it had a, like, legit voice cast that seemed to be giving their all with this. I figured yeah. these were cast that missed the initial train with the uh, Big Mouth. And then they were like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to jump on the next one of these that crosses my desk. What do you got? Like, wrong punches. I know he's been on, like, a bunch of them have been on Drunk Histories consistently. And now Rob with Riddle. that gun, they're like, oh, I need a job. What what, right. what shows are out? Okay, uh, I'll do this. Ron, Ron Funches is doing just fine. That dude, yeah, he's yeah, got, no, I, he's I got just King Shark. Ron Funches. Ron Funches. Oh, yeah. Super Bunches. Love him mucho. You love, but, you love Funches Bunches? Love Funches Bunches. <laughs> I sure right. do. At times, the humor was uh, kind of good, but most of the time, it sort of fell flat on its face. Like, it tried to be, like, really funny. It just didn't go. And it just wasn't really hitting the right audiences. Like, it's supposed to be, like, if it's, like, an adult, like, show, like, it, the, the most of, like, these, like, animated shows like this are often watched by teenage guys. Because mm -hmm. they well, yeah, Rick and Morty, Family Guy. Um, the only I, people who like that show are the people who frequent went 4chan. Yes. Okay, so, wow, mm. this is so... Mm. Okay, let, let, let's not, let's <laughs> not I, throw Amanda under the bus just again. I'm worried now. I'm worried now. <laughs> I mean, okay. like, I, yeah, this I, totally I, sucks. And it's like, oh, that's, that's the... Okay. 
what are your thoughts? So, I'm, I'm going to totally be the odd man out here. Um, now, mind you, this show is complete and utter trash. I completely agree with that. It's trash. However, like, you know, I'm sitting here in my house mm-hmm. under quarantine, not mm-hmm. going anywhere, you know, and I've had thoughts about Abby, lock know, the doors. Stuff. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, you know, you sit here and like, sometimes, you know, you've had a rough day and like the things you want to say, you know, you can't say, you know, like that imaginary you who goes off the rails, you know, in your mind, like this, this really spoke to that hardcore BA, BA inside of me who just sometimes wants to be stupid and make bad choices and live with that. So like, it tickled that little niche part of my brain while I was working. Cause I'm like, I wish I could just F all y'all and do whatever I want. Middle finger in the air. Yeah. I'll go buy a prostitute for a 17 year old boy. Oh, Jesus. Sure thing. <laughs> you know? And like, it just keep, it kept going further and further over the shark. So like every episode, it seemed like, how can I make this even more out there than the last episode so like it kept daring itself and then it would go there and yes it wouldn't land but it kept making the bet so it's like one of these is gonna stick maybe one of these are gonna stick and they and they never do and that's kind of the whole premise of you know him he has this expectation that he is never going to reach and he's self-sabotaging every episode any chance of him ever succeeding so like it's it's kind of schadenfreude like i enjoyed his misery in all of this because he's the reason he is miserable like he does not well, try yeah. like and when he does try he tries the for the wrong reasons and like the one episode where he actually was like chill he was like on drugs <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, he oh. with the what with the frog, yeah, with the frog venom or something yeah with the frog <laughs> with the frog venom and like um i, I do appreciate the, whole the season have. But um, there was this one episode because like I don't even think he really kind of talked about that. Yes, he's being cucked by his best friend. That he's allowing yeah. to sleep with his wife that he refuses to divorce. And like because in his own mind, like he still loves her and he wants her back. He just doesn't know Hold how to minute. get her back yet. So he's my, like, I'll just my, let my best, I'll let my best friend do her. So like I, I love that he's that. voluntarily being cucked. This is not like someone cucked him. He's letting no, it happen letting by it not happen. walking away from the situation. <laughs> and like, and the funny thing is, at one point in one of the episodes, he thinks that she's cheating on Ron, the friend, mm-hmm. and he goes to him and he's like, "She's cheating on you. She's cheating on your penis, and I'm letting that penis do my wife." <laughs> like what? <laughs> and like. through a whole lot of crap to get to those oh, nuggets man. like you have to get that truffle pig that's just gonna sit in that dirt and that poop to find the black truffle that's worth a lot of money but like there's a lot of poop for sure yeah, so like I, do... I definitely think this is niche oriented and just like just like abby was saying even that niche might be like this is still a little more right than left for me but it will appeal to some folks somewhere just not the four on the show today. No, that's Fair true. I, I do appreciate that we have one dissenting opinion because I do think that a couple episodes really tried to do storylines. The episode with the therapist, I thought at several points that could have been deep. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yep, they got and every time it was about to sit there, they're like, and nope. 
I thought this was like very much like, oh, they've gotten the, they got, they got all those sensational get them in quick gags out in the first couple episodes. Now with this one, they're going to hit. I thought this was going to be their Pickle Rick episode. Where folks actually like take a take a look at themselves and the uh, point is the show is not very good. <laughs> like it almost is interesting, but then it isn't. But then so. it seems there's some things for some people to appreciate and some folks for not. I yeah, myself you've got it you've got to lick a lot of frog venom to see. Yeah, the like I just don't think it's on I just don't think it's enough for the show to really last. Like, I don't think I don't enough think people so. are going to be they interested this in this. Season. I think they're only going to get the one season. I can't see how they could fix this. You yeah, say that, but in 2020, this is going to be renewed for eight more seasons. How much want to bet? How much? Let's oh, not go there. This year has been bad go. enough. Okay, I would like well, to be cryogenically well, frozen I'm and woken up this. in 2022. Hoops to me is a thumbs down. It has to be. Yeah, um, definitely thumbs down. I think it was... Oh wait, four! Man, man, I thought you'd at least be like, you know, I, ah, I was. She ah. said, she, it's, she, it, "It is trash." I mean, for some some, some people's garbage juice is other people's kombucha. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> what a, oh, oh, okay, what a okay. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> all right, well, now with that, I'm I'll gonna play. kick it over to to, to Amanda. <laughs> Amanda, you got to play a game that uh, not all of us got a taste of, so you want to let us all in on... <laughs> there's, oh, no gra- there's no graceful way to transition. <laughs> no, so, there isn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking Amanda. about garbage. We were talking about garbage and trash, and I mean, I'm not saying that this game that I played is garbage and trash, but it kind of deals with a similar premise. So, well then, uh, please, so yes, tell us I... all about Neighbors Back From Hell. So, so yes, I played Neighbors Back From Hell, where you are essentially playing this this horrible neighbor who is exacting revenge on an equally crappy neighbor by pulling horrible pranks on him throughout the course of like his day so you You have my attention so so i mean like i imagine anybody everybody has had this instance where there's somebody on your street you are not friends with them they are not friends with you and if you could find a way to make their life a living hell you would do it and this game allows you to have that that revenge fantasy and and make it palatable for the TV because it is all side it's all side scroller. You walk in from the side, you can see all the house, you can see the neighbor that you want to annoy with all these pranks. And you are literally just going around his house doing things like putting rotten eggs in his microwave, you know, tying up the cords to his TV because it's a it's a I'm gonna call it a rabbit TV with the antenna. You know, and you're doing all these things to annoy the crap out of him, and you're trying to do it undetected. Nice. You know, Put so a Ziploc like, bag full of cat pee right under his radiator. Right. So, like, you, know, and, you tie and, a uh, napkin around a rat's tail and just let it loose in his furnace system. Light it on and, fire and then watch them. I'm sorry. Point, at least not know, the things you, you can even electrocute him by like messing with the with the light fixture and having him to go fix it, and he can electrocute. But um, uh, nice. And then you throw a anything. toaster while he's in the shower. Don't do anything. Uh, let 2020 run its course. I mean, this this is 2020 embodied, but um, uh, gave me a lot of nostalgia because, like, like I said, if you have an you have an audience track for every time that you happen to pull off a prank, and then the the horrible neighbor actually falls for it and like gets pranked or hurt or whatever, and as soon as he does, like, you get the laugh track, <laughs> like, oh, that's so good, you got him, and like, you, I that think so I don't. Really I think you're. I think you're kind of a child too, because your character is a lot smaller than the neighbor that you are harassing. 
So I was like, this kind of gives me Dennis the Menace vibes, but a little bit more uh, devious. So maybe like if Home Alone's Traps and Dennis the Menace went on a date and thought they could smush. Oh no. That's the, that's the premise of Neighbors Back from Hell. Because I mean, this is a remaster from, you know, Neighbors from Hell where you essentially did that the very same thing. Um, but it sits with nostalgia because the Smash. animation style is like claymation. So like it gives me like clay fighter vibes, like back in the day, like in terms of how it looks and how it feels. And it feels like you're watching a cartoon show, like kind of like, you know, uh, Tom and Jerry, but you're not a cat and a mouse and you're all humans. humans. Well, I mean, I mean, there's shenanigans that happen in Wallace and Gromit, but it, se it still seems kind of light heart. A lot of these pranks yeah. could legit murder this person. You are clearly trying to kill him and they just won't let you kill him. So they just let you do all these other things that would lead up to his potential like death. Demise. But you can't end his life? Duh, all these rules. You, you know, you, you <laughs> all these rules imposed upon by nope. society. You could, do, you could do everything like, but kill him. And I mean, and in the remaster, they actually, um, they brought um, more mini stages. Because I mean, I think the initial game only had a very few, and I didn't play the original. So like, I just came into this, and I played that for a bit, and then I looked at some reviews, and a lot of people were like, it feels exactly like the original game. They just put a you know new slab of paint on it. They threw some new maps and new things you can do, but it still fits like the shoes that they wore so many years ago when it originally came out on the original Xbox. <laughs> now, what's your experience with the original game? So, I mean, I didn't play the original. This is, I just, I've only played this remaster. So, um, so I don't have that knowledge. But I mean, like I said, it hits a lot of nostalgia for me. And like, if you're having a bad day in your neighborhood, like you go to your block party and, you know, Karen made the potato salad and there's no salt and you just want to wreak havoc in, in Karen's house, play this oh, game. Karen. <laughs> you can mitigate that anger that you have over the tater salad. And oh, I bet she put raisins in it. Vessel. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> oh my god! Why, 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 why? <laughs> oh, it was so great. I love it. Um, but I but I enjoyed it, and I mean, like, and and the game flows very well because, like, you it, the game kind of prompts you in the things that it wants you to do. So, like, you have the time, like, waiting for the the neighbor, like, leave the the living room so that you can mess with this TV, and you have to figure out which which door is going to go out of because you don't want to get caught. You only have so many. I'm going to call them like views where he sees you and he'll like get mad that you're in his house and he'll like kick you out. So it's kind of also kind of got like a hello neighbor aspect, except he's also not trying to kill you. Um, <laughs> but like it, it, it did have, it did have some fun elements to it. So, I mean, I would not go out of my way to buy this because I didn't play the initial, but if you played the initial and you're missing it, which nostalgia seems to be really big right now, considering we're all kind of in lockdown in our own like microcosm worlds, wishing for the world to be bigger again, this might be an avenue for you to like get some of that pent out frustration out so that you don't go like murder animals in the forests and stuff. I mean, or maybe you are so sick of your neighbors right now, you would like to, you know, right. kill them I mean, in effigy. Mind, you, you don't want to murder your neighbors, but you would like to You might want to murder your neighbors. Yeah. It depends. I mean, this, this, I'm not, this, this, I this am not condoning murder. <laughs> yes, no, no, sure you're not. I, I'm, totally I'm not, not saying, I'm saying like, this totally could not. I'm saying you're 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 murdering them in effigy not right, in real life right 
So use this, this game got dark very quickly. Your murderous exactly. <laughs> You're killing them in ones and zeros. Right. Not in real life. Oh, and so we find out that we're in a computer, a computer simulation and we could kill I each mean, other. I mean, I totally want this. Until we realize look. we're in the Matrix. But, you know, I can't. Exactly. Like, look, like, when the base came up last week, I totally wanted to kill my neighbors. So, like, I wish I had something where I could just pretend well, to kill them. Well, this game would let you exact that that mental revenge on your neighbors for invoking the base. Insane. It was so much And base. it is enjoyable. Well, like I said, like I wouldn't go out of my way to purchase this game, but like if someone like gifted it to me, like, like a Games Pass or anything like that, like this is a good palate cleanser. I'm kind of glad you threw this as a review because I was definitely feeling a certain way, and I was like, ooh, this let me get those dark thoughts out. Like they just like left my body, and now I'm less murderous in my mind. I mean, That's nice. Sometimes <laughs> we just gotta let out the moop, man. Gotta let out the moop. And sometimes murder podcasts just don't do it. And yeah. all. Sometimes you have to be the one doing the fictitious murdering. Fictitious murdering. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm sending you all a fruit basket. All right. So <laughs> I mean, the game I love neighbors. Back from hell. It's the remaster of Back from Hell. Yes. It's fun. It's enjoyable. If you happen to come across it, I think you'll enjoy it for what it is. If you're looking for a deep, rich story, this game is not for you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, it's available on Nintendo Switch and Xbox One, and I believe PlayStation 4. Well, we didn't get a code for that, but check it out. And now let's talk about Vampires versus the Bronx. Ah, All right, so let me tell you, right, what happened is these suckers, right, right, these suckers, they came down thinking they was all smelling themselves and stuff, thinking it was ill, right? So what happened? No, <laughs> Vampires versus the Bronx, uh, this begins when gentrification um, of uh, of the Bronx, of Bronx neighborhood, comes from what's described as an unlikely and deadly source creeps into Brooklyn and tries to take I over mean, your local store. That's just now, gentrification. In I, general, yeah, I love you're right. the metaphor that they're using. <laughs> I mean, it, it's by just the way, gentrification. It was kind of very much on the nose. <laughs> so, like, somebody oh should have walked across the screen doing this. <laughs> Please. Yeah, what's but happening is just someone break fourth wall for like one minute, be like, I know what this is about, right? What's happening is we're following these kids. We're following these kids, uh, 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 Miguel, Bobby, uh, 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 Luis. Uh, but we're following them in just their you know day to day around the hood. You know, they go to school. They come. Actually, no, they didn't go to school. This was in the summertime, I think. But yeah. uh, Miguel's known as Little Mayor, just around town, and he's a kid that everyone knows. You know, he's all about his people, his community, and he's trying to organize it because activist. when we mentioned, he absolutely is the activist, and he's yeah. trying to put together a block party as a fundraiser to save uh, his friend Tony's bodega. Tony yeah. is an older, uh, an older gentleman who owns this business, and is very friendly to the kids, known to the people, and he's just a neighborhood dude. Uh, actually, played by the kid. Miro, um, if you know him from uh, from Vice's uh, uh, Daisy's Miro podcast, recognized him. I didn't catch it right away, and I was like, he's familiar, but I didn't think of from where because I don't really watch on um, their podcast. Okay. Well, you don't have to watch the podcast. Have you not seen the memes? I've seen the memes. That's the thing. Like I've seen them in other stuff, and so like I'm aware of who they are, but I've never actually watched their show. Okay, all right. It's um, in my opinion, nowhere near as good as what we do. Now. Uh, <laughs> So the the <laughs> the movie itself is I th I think really 
I thought was really well done because it's one of those ones you are absolutely right. There's a deep metaphor here for general identification, for people being pushed out of the neighborhoods, and for an odd turn society seems to be taking. And it's not heavy-handed and it's not ham-fisted. They let the story progress naturally. And in watching this, what I thought was a very entertaining story, uh, you know, kind of lighthearted fare in the terms of getting a message across, you actually eventually get a message across of, oh yeah, yeah, that is the thing, isn't it? I should pay more attention to that. And I thought for a movie that also stars kids, the acting wasn't like stilted. It wasn't uh, oh, it wasn't good. dumbed down. And I thought it was a pleasurable experience. So let's get your opinions. First of all, Amanda, you seem to have a couple of ideas. What did you I think mean, of Vampires yeah. versus the Bronx? So, so like I said earlier, I really like the metaphor. Like kind of right off the bat, like here's this... Uh, Here's this force that has kind of come in as a real estate agency buying up all these properties, like buying people out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh -huh. um, and I mean, and they play, and they play that right off the bat. Like you see, I think it's um, Zoe Zaldana. For it like a hot it was. I thought, for, I thought so. Yeah. And that was, was such was, a was funny. Quick, like, yeah. It's, and and you know what's up. funny about that? It's it's kind of a horror trope of having like a known actor appear in something and then die and like right off the bat. Right off the bat. Like, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Like, they seem to get these big people like, oh my God, like, oh, she's in this movie. I got to watch it. And she's in like the first six minutes. And then she, and she, dies. Then she dies. Like, it happened in Stuber. We got, we got, um, the I'm going to throw out the spoilers. Right. Just. Spoilers. And, anyways, I mean, for three-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, like, but the first ten minutes of the film, I mean, like, you kind of know what's going to happen to this real this real estate company comes into the Bronx and starts buying up property. And this is one of the th one of the things that the the mayor, the little the little kid mayor is fighting for. Because like they're eating up property very quickly, and like yeah. everything that he has known in his community is being whitewashed away effectively um there's a scene later on where like he's seeing all the posters of all the things that are going to come in like into those places like a butter shop like an artisanal a butter, shop. butter shop a nice butter shop isn't really my bread and butter but like to each their own i guess right yeah but i mean just, these people in the bronx do not did. need nine buck butter okay. oh no, right no. Butter is butter, and I... These things I, coming in well, are not things oh. that they need. Like, it's definitely this wave of, you know, oh, if we have these things, then other people will show up. You know, and believe it or not, like, there's a lot of symbolism because, like, with all this stuff even coming in, like, there's a whole bunch of people missing. And there's, like, this interesting character who's kind of, like, I want to... I kind of treat her like an oracle because she kind of comes in... Oh, because she's, like, she's hey, like here's, commenting here's what's on... Going Right, she's commenting on all this stuff, and she's like, has anyone noticed that all these people are missing? And, like, no one's yeah. saying anything about it. You know, mm -hmm. and, like, they kept making comments about, like, no one cares if you go missing because we're from the Bronx. At, so, at the core of the whole thing, like I said, this real estate company is coming in. People are going missing, you know, and one night there's some gangbangers who are trying to corrupt one of the three protagonists in the trio. Because we've got, so like, bad, this musketeer rat pack group of guy, kids, you know, just being kids. You know, all kind of weirdly going their own different directions, but still coming together when things get weird. And by weird, I mean vampires. Priors. Um, <laughs> the the real estate uh, thing is is a, a, a nest of vampires who want to take over the Bronx because very much like it's been said in this whole movie, no one cares that people go missing. So people are not going to investigate anything happening in the Bronx. So they could effectively get away 
was taking over this borough effectively. Mm-hmm. And um and the only thing Just... standing in this mess's way are these three kids. I mean, I guess eventually four, because uh, Rita does end up rolling up at the end. And then the community itself rising up to fight against the threat. So like it really does have a really like genuine core to the movie. I mean, the the theoretical vampires are very paper thin vampires, like all the things that you would read in a comic about vampires, like seem to be the things that they use like, oh man, you know, gotta have the holy water because it bubbles when they're nearby and it hurts them. And crosses and silver. Yep. And that like the, the little too. wafers, like the like, Eucharist. I love when you say Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like you have been to church, you've been doing it. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I've never been to church. <laughs> no, that was in the <laughs> that was a joke in the movie. They were like oh. they were like, so if you haven't been to church, you would know that. that. And he's like, it's a Eucharist. If you've been to church, you'd know. <laughs> uh man, I don't think you were there for this, but Shana, do you remember way, 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 way back when we reviewed um yes, yeah, spies in the skies, and they somehow found a way to make the most unlikely line sound badass when two ghosts <laughs> they gluten free. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the vibe I got. That's exactly the vibe I got from this. If you've been to church, you would know. No. Oh, there is there is legit a part of the movie that I laughed at and I and I immediately thought of you, Pat, and I was like, I wonder what Pat said when yeah. this happened. And it was when Rita first joined their group. And they were and they're like, okay, you're not gonna like it's gonna sound crazy, but they're vampires. And she's like, whatever, I'm Haitian. I've been working my grandma's been preparing me for this my whole life. <laughs> One, she's not wrong. So you're saying you so, so you're saying that like Haitians are uniquely prepared for this like because as a community they they are they're prepared for the occult to just spring out at any time no no no. hey juju is out there like you gotta you gotta have your sage and your salts and you need to be ready to cleanse you never know (laughs) you never know i got a sage stick right here just in case prepared for vampires prepared for Mm -hmm. werewolves prepared for chuds aliens prepared for uh i I loved the The power of sprite compels you like i i I just love the heart in the movie because it's a very big subject that they're talking about and they made it palatable palatable across the board like adults could look at the big overarching symbolism in this and be like oh that's a big metaphor and a kid could still be like oh my god this threatening force that came out of nowhere and is foreign to me like vampires and they can relate to it they made it relatable Which was really relatable nice. Because they're vampires, and that's just extremely relatable to everyone. I mean, yeah. They walk among us. They're energy vampires. I mean, I, mean, I watch yes. what, what we do in the shadows. I believe that they're among us. I watch the news. Yes. I, I mean, know they're among us. Also, <laughs> I've met, wait, no, I've met people. I know they're among us. I know they're among us. They're among us? That's us. The way that the story plays out is I like that the kids use all the vampire movies that they've seen to basically do their research and figure out the different tropes that work. And I well, do I mean, appreciate it's only also, one movie and it's played. Right. Well, all right. They had the friend that also had the knowledge of you got to let them in. Like, you got to. 
Uh, oh, like right. some of the things that weren't in Blade, but he just had that va- that general vampire knowledge. And I like that they had all the character types. They had the uh, the one kid who's like, okay, you know what? Uh, I work with the gangsters, so even though I'm not a tough guy, I got access to the stuff. You know, you got well, of course Lil May is your leader. You've got your one kid who knows all the stuff, and then you've and then got, you got your girl. Yeah. Right, you got girl. So I I genuinely enjoyed it. Like it's one of those movies I could just like watch and be like and just like laugh along with to an extent, and also be like, oh, I didn't expect this, but like I also kind of expected this. It's like it's not like a like a top tier movie. I mean, there are definitely movies better than this, but it's like one of those movies I like one of those like homie movies that like you could watch and say like this isn't that bad and like there are some moments where they were sort of like a bit like cringy like with like the like the costuming of the vampires for example like and just sort of like um there's this one part where they all fall to the ground and they slowly descend to the ground and then they slowly get back up and I think like their arms are crossed or something like they're rising out of like something even though like they're in an alley yeah, and it's, like, super, like, right. it's so stereotypical, and it's, like, it just made me, like, it's supposed to be serious, I think, but, like, there's some parts of the I'm movie. I'm not sure it is. One of my favorite Key and Peace, uh, uh, Key and Peace, uh, Key and Peel uh, skits is when they called out that exact fact. It's just, like, okay, so we vampires, why y'all dressed like it's an 1812 rave in here? What's, what's... And it's just like, well, because this is how we all dress and we party and stuff. It's like, I'm not comfortable wearing this, y'all. And they're, like... You know, not really. We just kind of did it because you did it. Like we just kind of did it because he did I it. I liked like... the homage to the Lost Boys in the last third when they go when they get into the nest and they're all hanging upside down like bats. Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh no, they're not in their coffins. Where are they, guys? They're up there. Right. <laughs> like, like they met and they throw. There's a throwaway line like, when they first encounter the big bad. It's all like you can't trust blank. Like don't <laughs> yeah. don't trust in blank. And it's like oh. And like at first, yeah, it's like first, it's definitely foreshadowing. When I first saw them enter, I was like, either they're going to be the big bad, or they're going to be like a weird blade vampire hunter out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, randomly, it was either going to go one way or the other, and I was clearly hoping for the one that obviously happens in the movie. Oh yeah, like because like that would have been like white savior way to too the much, and I, I don't think that would have fit in that the kind of movie that I to go with it. But I was worried for a hot moment. But um, I really did appreciate that. Like there was clearly care and effort in making sure that those beat points were met, so that you felt satisfaction. You, you felt satisfaction by the end of the movie. Like it did not feel like oh we rushed it to the end so that there's a happyish ending. And even then, like yes, there's a community at the end, and they do come together and they they fight off the threat. And then at the end, they're like, you know what? We got to keep watch because you know now we know that these exist. What else is possibly out there? We have to be ready for whatever. And then there was an inter- and then there was an interesting moment where they actually did something unexpected where it was like, hey, we saved the world. Great. And now you and I, we have a special relationship. Awesome. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's like, whoa. She's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. I was so happy that that's how that went. She's not a trophy. She also too old for you. Yeah, like, good game. Good game, bro. Yeah, like there was, but yeah, no, there was just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, but with uh, Vampires versus the Bronx, I thought it was a nice, fun movie to sit down and watch and just have a good time on a Saturday. You know, um, I wouldn't call it a family movie, even though it star, even though it stars kids, even though it stars children, because there is some heavy subject matter. There is like some death, a couple of scenes that aren't necessarily gory, 
but conceptually, if you put two and two together, can be a little raw. And also, they clown the hell out of Sammy Sosa, which I think most audiences <laughs> wouldn't guess. I mean, <laughs> okay, he kind of okay, deserves up. it. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm just I'm just saying that's highly generational. Um, it is. So I, I don't mean, any- also I couldn't help but look at that picture of Sammy Sosa and be like, he don't even look like that no more. Yeah. That was- <laughs> So I really enjoyed the picture. It's one that I can sit down and watch with people. I got to give it a thumbs up. It's a good time. There's some surprising cameos. Method Man pops up and actually acts. I know he's the priest. Be Method Man. Yeah. So Vampires vs. the Bronx is a thumbs up for me. Amanda? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Shay? Ah, same here. I really enjoyed the movie. Also, there was like this one joke that the um the main bad said. She was like, I've been alive for seven centuries. I'm the most deadliest creature on earth. And I was like, you're the most deadliest creature on earth because you're a conventionally attractive white woman. <laughs> that was, that hit me in a way that I'm like, oh, <laughs> this movie. I laughed so there. hard. Right. And I laughed so hard. I was just like, oh, no, help me. <laughs> But it's a complete thumbs up. Like, it's such a good, like, popcorn movie. It's going to be an awesome movie to add to your Halloween catalog. It, yeah, it's, sure. Like, yeah, no. Like, no. Hey, it's on Netflix. Have a Netflix party. And what you call it? Stream with your friends. And you can joke while you stream. It's, it'll be wonderful. But, yeah, definite thumbs up. It's a, it's a <laughs> thumbs up all around. Check it out. It's available now on Netflix. And we are out of time. I want to thank you all for joining us for another Action Pack I was just, I, yo, this was just a, this was just a weird ass episode, but it was a good ass episode. I want to thank y'all for joining fun us. Episode. Thank you. I'm glad to hear you had a good time. <laughs> All right, I want to thank Amanda Panda. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me as always. Oh, when I, I want to thank Shana. Uh, thanks for having me as usual. I want to thank Abby. Uh, thank you for having me as well. And want to thank you, wonderful listeners. Reminding you, if you heard anything on this show you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or do just go to the website. You can find us at geek-down.com for all the latest and greatest. Or go to the overall network, villains.wtf, and see all our shows. And now, Amanda, I want to tell the listeners where they can also find you. So, if you don't find me here on Tuesdays on the Geek Down, you can find me on Twitch on Fridays from 7 to 9, streaming a game and talking about stuff. Right now, it's The Last of Us Part 2, because I like heavy stuff that makes me sad. Okay, well, with that ring endorsement, <laughs> what's the URL they can uh, search? So, so that's twitch.com slash blackcompat. We also have a podcast every other Sunday, The Tribunal, where we talk about even more stuff that makes me sad and cry. I mean, that's like life. You are, <laughs> you, you are selling the crap out of this. No, it's, it's, it's fun. We talk about representation and inclusion in, in, in all nerd media, video games, comics, books, TV, um, with, a, with a strong femme them approach but everybody's in, on board to have this conversation so we we open the we open the table we open the chairs bring some water bring some snacks and come talk to us we're we're here to have that conversation with y'all every now and then you bring that tea too oh it's scalding always <laughs> all right and like and like amanda said uh catch us right here same bad time same bad channel until next time we listen to each other peace peace, peace.